0: Hello, and welcome to A Journey Through Fantasy. On this episode, we'll be covering episodes 27 through 34 of Promise of Blood by Brian McClellan, book one of the Powder Mage Trilogy. I am Patrick, and we are with Matt once again.
1: So if we're if we're talking about episodes 27 through 34, what is the book? What is book one? <laughs> is, it... is, is that what I said, episodes? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Recovering episodes Sorry. 27 through 30. <laughs> God dang it, Bobby. So, um,
1: so saga, is this like saga one? How would you, yeah, how would you, how would you spin that? <laughs> Sorry, uh, I, I had to do it to you.
0: Dang, no, and I was on a it. roll too. I got it all through, man. Except no, for you that did. one.
1: That's why I almost stopped you, and then I noticed you like you killed it. And so, I'm no, you should keep it. You keep we'll keep it for b-
0: the for the bonus episode we keep a little banter yeah oh yeah let's just go you know what it is it's chapter 27 to 34 (laughs) who gives a shit of episode one (laughs) Episode. (laughs) 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 Uh, well i hate you so much um (laughs) see as as we've gone further and further along you know we were cordial at the beginning but now it's just like the heck with it uh we start off um well you know tamas uh is back in, uh, he's you know he's been rescued from his his foray with nick La- nick slaus saint nick slaus and um um you kind of find out a little bit that of course everybody is accusing um what was his name brigadier riza yeah um that you know that that he was actually you know the one to to do all this and uh which we know the truth you know he was just he kind of was put between a rock and a hard place and um you know he probably didn't pick the best way to go about it um but the real traitor is um old catfish boogie what's his name um uh, barrett uh, yeah barrett yeah yeah brigadier barrett so uh he, revealed until the end of this chapter though right huh
1: that doesn't get revealed until the end of 27, right?
0: I thought uh, Riza revealed it. Um, oh, Riza did. Okay, I see. Right. Yeah, I think he revealed it before Thomas, Thomas got captured, I think. He
1: did. He did. He accused Barrett of it, but.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. hasn't really. I still it hasn't feel like, yeah.
1: yeah, I still feel like there might, you know.
0: Yeah, it's hearsay at the moment. Right sorry yeah, yeah so it's hearsay i'm a little um,
1: distracted I'm, I'm trying my dog just farted in this room and my god
0: don't blame it on the dog
1: it smells like the opposite of mahali's cooking or what i imagine mahali's cooking to
0: smell like <laughs> that squash soup
1: and this is a uh, dog water
0: soup hot dog flavored water <laughs> hot dog soup <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a culinary dish in vietnam but uh <laughs> <laughs> and i'm not lying um oh, tamas <laughs> tamas sends Olam to deal with uh you know to to i guess summon uh brigadiers barrett and uh superstitious and
1: um <laughs> uh like uh john ralphio
0: from parts oh, yeah. and Rec. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i forgot all about that <laughs> um, so uh then the physician arrives and uh i really like the physician he's kind of like a smart ass um and like he once he tell him he told him something about i can they had some banter right when he walks in and like the physician just turns around and acts like he's gonna leave i can't remember exactly what he said yeah
1: um, he you're you're right um it was real funny i'm, I'm going back to it i think it's noteworthy it was
0: not worthy enough for me not to put it down in my notes
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh uh, he says something about uh how we don't want to take the star out because he just suffer more and then he goes um or we could just leave it in there and he goes thomas goes my apologies i'll just suffer more if you'd like to return to it and it says dr petrick paused he shrugged and turned back to the door and then thomas (laughs) says have you no concept of sarcasm you ancient bastard
0: (laughs) 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 yeah i love that that was that was really fun um but yeah but to that point though he you know he because he first says that um you know he says his knees messed up and the you know but he says it's been put back together and a sliver of gold was left and the physician comments that a uh, cyst would form around the slip the sliver of gold and keep the bloodstream from interacting with it Mm -hmm. um so that's when he kind of because by Gibson, well, now they put a gold star, and um, so it's going to keep that from performing. And I like it how he tells and the physician. It, oh, go ahead.
1: And it's in the ligament, which yeah would cause it to move. I I found that to be interesting. You know yeah. that he added that detail into it because I feel like if it was just like chilling, it might not.
0: Hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, I was going to say he. He describes it a certain way, and then um somebody walk. Is, does Olam come back in the room, or no? Somebody comes in the room, and he explains it a lot more straightforward. And I can't remember who it is. I think
1: it's Sabon, isn't it?
0: Yeah, Sabon. Yes, Sabon I'm comes dumb. in the room.
1: Yeah, it is Sabon.
0: And and like he he kind of like straight lines it more. He goes, "There's a star in my there's a star in my knee. <laughs> Every time I walk, it'll tear." there's no way for a cyst to form like he just goes straight into it like he's like i've had enough just you know he explains it all in detail
1: exactly it's like a developer talking to a user (laughs) yeah and then you have the analyst in between sabon is the analyst
0: yeah so yeah it, it was it was a nice little a nice little banter of all of it but he finally does convince the physician to perform the surgery. But the physician makes a good point about that that Olam got sent out. Um or Olam had got sent this is before Saban comes in, but Olam was not there and Saban was not there. And he's like, if I kill you, then um, you know, they will come kill me.
1: You know That's that's right. He uh wasn't that in response to uh tamis saying uh you know you could just why don't you just kill me or something like that. Or yeah. you can just kill me here.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I, I, uh, you know, it was a good way to start, you know, the, this, this part of the book, where we're going. Um, also, Adamat uh, arrives to uh, inform Tamis on the status of the investigation, um, which, you know, again, we talked about this pre-recording, um, talk about how it felt like a lot of the investigative parts were kind of written kind of separately maybe maybe he, he wrote all those parts and then he wrote everything else separate but i still don't feel like he is uh working for Vitas. like i mean nothing's changed i mean we're not seeing his interactions with Vitas. you know we're not yeah. seeing him tell new information so like it doesn't feel like things have changed um which i guess that makes sense because he's in front of Tamis. there shouldn't be anything making any he shouldn't be acting any different but from my memory, this is from Tamis's perspective. So, you would think there'd be some subconscious mental things being, you know, kind of being talked about in a way.
1: Well, when Adamat joins in, it does show. No, I'm right. I'm wrong. Sorry. What is it? Uh, I was going to say that it it was from adamites Adamat's perspective, but you're
0: right. Oh wait. Oh, that's what I meant to say. Is it not from Adamat's perspective? Is it from Tamis's?
1: Oh, it is from Adamant's perspective. It, it comes yeah. right
0: there, yeah. I, I misspoke. I meant Adamant when I said Tammas. So, um, okay, so it is Adamant's, but you would think that it that there'd be, his subconscious mind would be talking a little bit more about it. I mean, he does later on when he's talking about, he keeps thinking about, should he tell, you know, that's really the only thing that, that makes, that that alludes back to that.
1: I think, this is in in this part in this perspective when he's in here with tamis it mentions that or he mentions like you know in his uh mentally that um he's still relaying information he has the guilt of having to relay information that's to right, beat, that's beat right. This.
0: yeah uh, okay yeah That i forgot about the the guilt part yeah yeah so i take that back then so yeah i mean he um so yeah he he's feeling it a little bit, but um it, it still kind of feels like that that was a moment that happened with lord Vetus, and then it kind of just is not really talked about much um like you could have pulled it out of the book and nothing would have changed really yeah up to this point up to this point um but and then you know, everybody just comes walking in uh mahali shows up it's like
1: an episode uh, of friends it's
0: yeah everybody just shows up out of nowhere
1: I say that hating friends, you know, but, you know, <laughs> Mahali Bumble fucks in like Joey's like, hey. <laughs> uh,
0: sorry, in my head, because he was bringing broth. It doesn't make any sense to the analogy you were making, but I just pictured him being Kevin from the office, bringing in his bowl of chili, <laughs> but it's like a bowl of broth.
1: Well, Mahali is a big dude. I don't know if that it's yet- Kevin big. <laughs> I, I picture somebody who's big, but proportionally big. I mean they got a gut, but you know Yeah they tall
0: too. So uh, there's a lot of things that I've noticed where a lot of the characters are interchangeable with Game of Thrones characters in my mind. So like I <laughs> said, Olam, I, I picture Braun as Olam. Um I can see that. And I picture um Oh Rickard ha- tumbler What? No. Uh,
1: no, I thought you were about to say what you picture Mahali as continue
0: oh no um Ricard Tumblr I just think of Littlefinger he kind of has that Littlefinger vibe to him and yeah. I, so I kind of think he looks that way the chaos
1: um, is a ladder type
0: yeah oh yeah um and then uh the eunuch the proprietor's eunuch I mean he kind of just feels just like Varys, um, yeah yeah just like Varys uh Mahali I haven't really thought about who he maybe He's like a Robert Baratheon
1: no he's clearly hot pie oh <laughs> Just straight up hot pie <laughs>
0: yeah, i forgot about him i forgot about him
1: making those shitty looking wolf
0: pies i mean they taste it? good but his presentation suck sucks <laughs> it does. so get, getting back to to, to mahala he brings him some broth before the surgery um which the physician is definitely against that um but that kind of goes into some craziness. You know, we've talked about how his food is weird in its way. So I'm wondering if the broth helped him survive the surgery. I didn't even think about that. Well, you know, I thought about it like when it, like when he brought the broth. I'm like, well, you know, he, this may help him in the surgery. But then I didn't even think about it because we don't even have a moment. Like there's no, there's no chapter where he had the surgery. It's there's a chapter pre-surgery. There's the next time we see Tammus is post-surgery. So it's like
1: uh, yeah that i mean it goes like his surgery happens in that perspective change like
0: yes yes. you know
1: once it cuts from thomas's perspective it cuts to and it cuts to adam ads it's like that's it's in the same chapter but that time yeah you know that time between perspectives is when the surgery happened
0: yeah and so uh but yeah so they uh uh you know he brings him the broth and you know tamas is like yeah let me have it um and then the arts diocese uh comes in to check on on thomas <laughs> as well um and he sees mahali and begins to you know say like hey i'm gonna take him into custody or whatever or you know he he didn't go so far as that but he was like you must be him or whatever you know he he's very um you know short with him kind of and Mahali like just straight up ain't having it
1: <laughs> I just it, this was just so odd to me and I, I had I had an example like a parallel in my head like now that I, you know I'm on the spot I can't think of it but yeah he was just coming to check on Thomas <laughs> and then you know they they had the conversation in the previous uh, episode where Charlemagne and Thomas were like you know I'm gonna have to arrest the dude and so <laughs> Thomas walks or uh, Charlemagne walks in and he's like and he goes to like speak to thomas then he realizes that homies in there he's like holy shit you're under arrest bro
0: he had a breath <laughs> and then he pulls out his ladle i,
1: I lo- <laughs> and i got the page up because i wanted to read this um uh he he uh he pulls out his ladle like a sword and then Charlemagne. uh or he says give me a give me a reason i'll strike you down you false priest talking to charlemagne yeah and then uh charlemagne's face contorted with rage what kind of madness is this i arrest you in the name of the church i don't fear your ladle you ungodly glutton.
0: <laughs> there's a lot of good dialogue um happening in the in this chapter
1: and this is in somebody's like essentially hospital room
0: yeah it's <laughs> a daytime soap opera <laughs> Um, these are the days of their lives (laughs) these are the days of the powder mage but yeah so uh, old Mahali ends up knocking him out with the ladle Mahali said knock you out and uh, uh, (laughs) uh, I think Mahali did did he just leave yeah he kind of pieces out
1: let me see here. Yeah, he kind of just pieces out.
0: And then he asks Olam to... Oh, no, he asks the physician, is there anything that we can give him to kind of keep him asleep and mess his memory up? He wants the physician to say something like cyanide. Yeah. <laughs> he kind of keeps joking, like he's like, I'll just give him something
1: killing." He said arsenic first, and then somebody <laughs> said, really? And he's like, oh, okay, cyanide. <laughs>
0: Like i I love i love this physician. we should i wish we could have got more of him i Uh, guess patrick
1: patrick or petrick or however it's pronounced i guess he never heard the phrase everybody gets one because he got two here (laughs) or he took two
0: well and that's again coming back to it i like how a lot of these people's names kind of feel like um like names that we know but they're kind of altered not all of them but you know I, I i know i've said it before but i i kind of enjoyed that um which kind of makes me think i'm not gonna say it because it would spoil something um spoil something for a whole other book series uh but uh okay but so then uh you know he ends up trying to you know trying to get tamas tries to get the uh archdiocese out of there and um you know uh, I think he starts to come to, and like you hear Olam just punch him in the face. <laughs> he, yeah, uh,
1: and it's funny. Like Mahali hits him so hard, he like flings across the room onto a couch, and then you're right, Olam like knocks him back out when he kind of starts <laughs> to stir again.
0: And he, he, I remember he, he's talking to Adamat about about something. Oh, he he. uh, they were asking about Mahali and coming up with their story, right? And I like Adamat mm-hmm. joins in and goes, yeah, he found out a couple, a couple uh, flights of stairs. It was a bad fall. I saw it. It was, it was rough. Um, something to that effect.
1: Yeah, he says, uh, well, see that the archdiocese put in a room downstairs. Let it be known he had a bad fall. Uh, find witnesses. And then Thomas turns to Adamant and says, "Inspector, you saw it, right?" And Adamant Adam smoothed the front of his jacket. It was a very nasty fall. He tumbled two flights before we could catch him.
0: <laughs> I don't know, it, it was it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. And, and, um, that,
1: and that that's what uh, the surgeon was saying. We could give char they could give Charlemagne arsenic or cyanide for the pain. Yeah,
0: yeah, a lot. Of, yeah, It's a lot of uh you know they, they, you know it brought um it brought down the i, I might not be using this right but the levity of it all it kind of you know he he just got he just got rescued they're kind of having debates about the surgery and then we have all this nice little all this banter and all this stuff so and it was a tense moment with mahali and charlemagne so it's you know i i dare say you know it's it <laughs> It's not as bad as like a Marvel movie where it's like every dramatic moment gets undercut by something by somebody saying a one liner. Yeah, it was done more correctly. It was like there's some dramatic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, okay, so then we roll into chapter twenty eight. So now we are post surgery, and uh, Brigadier Sabastian has been summoned to meet with Tamis. Um, and you kind of you don't know really what's going to happen here, and. I was kind of shocked by it all but they end up asking him to just hide behind a curtain um and so he he does and then yeah like without
1: question he goes i'm gonna need you to just trust me here don't ask any questions but go hang out over there on the like you know the little You said curtain. It was like those little uh, dividers where people will change behind.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. But just imagine imagine if that had happened and then he brought in Sabastitian's wife or mother and then just banged her. (laughs) (laughs) Or just something that, something just crazy. Imagine if that had happened. Like he he willingly went behind there and stood stood behind there and
1: and anyway Thomas just started smashing.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, it could be anybody, but yeah, Thomas just goes to smashing, And then when the person leaves, he comes out and he goes, Did you like that?
1: <laughs> they just point at him. <laughs> you know <laughs> what kind of man
0: you're dealing with now. <laughs> so but yeah, so he he's behind the you know the the um Clothes changing station, whatever wardrobe undressery, and uh, then Brigadier Barrett arrives, and uh, you know Tamis kind of questions Barrett about Riza, and um, uh, <laughs> they go ahead and say something about uh, Barrett uh, about uh, Riza's son. They found his dead body, um, mm-hmm. but he had but he questions him about Riza. You know what? What did he think of him? Because everybody still is, it is widely believed that Ryza was the the kidnapper and he was the villain of this. Uh, He was a traitor. And of course, Barrett kind of, at this point in time, you know, we think he's playing a part. Or we don't know it, but we kind of assume it. Yeah. Uh, Barrett kind of says that he was a broken man or something. Like, he keeps coming up with all this stuff. um, All this, you know, trying trying to frame him.
1: But in Thomas, like as he's interrogating him, is like saying things that or trying to say things that uh, only somebody who betrayed him would know. Yeah. So he's yeah. like trying to, he's like trying to get Barrett to slip up. But, uh, and it mentions it somewhere in this interview, you know, that Barrett is actually smart enough to kind of catch on. And he's like answering yeah. the questions very carefully and like yeah. he's catching on to what Thomas is trying to do.
0: It, oh yeah it was something about he asks a question and Barrett answers and it says it like he can tell someone's watching somebody else is in the room watching yeah it was he 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 kind of figured that part out um but yeah they they you know they pretty much find out that um uh Barrett is the traitor and uh sap- sap- uh whatever his name is busts Who out there calls, and just kills his ass.
1: I call him Sebast,
0: like almost like I'm gonna say Sebastian. But I'm, Sebastinian. Sebastinian. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think it's Sebastinian. It, again, I'm listening to it yeah. at like one and a half speed. So it probably <laughs> is yeah. not as quick as what I'm saying. But it was something like sebastianian something like
1: that it's it's like that yeah yeah uh
0: i know it it's a sebast instead of a um wait i don't know i don't even know what i was about to say Uh, so
1: i i found the little i found a little uh passage about barrett kind of you know kind of catching on to what's going on and uh, they're talking it's when they're talking about uh, Riza's uh, son that was found. And he goes, a witness at Atapest University saw a man matching your description enter the dormitories late last night. One of his classmates said the boy went with the same man. And um, it goes impossible. He snarled. No investigation could go on so quickly. And then it just he stops right there. yeah, and then he's he sit and then it says he stopped sensing the trap. I hope his killer is caught and brought to justice. That still doesn't excuse what his father did.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, No, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but then, you know, old boy comes out and kills him. And we we (laughs) just... out,
1: Out the blue. It almost seemed like it was out of the blue. Like, it did not seem in this interview that anything that thomas had asked him about he was caught dead to rights yeah it, it didn't to me no but somebody who i guess somebody who's like intimately involved with all this um had you know like sebastianian he he probably saw enough and he he jumps out the curtain and shoots it
0: yeah yeah and uh which we find out later that that is, you mean like he's pretty much out of he was he's he's out of the, the wings of Adam now.
1: Yeah, and so yeah, wings of Adam are like a big family, and like they they take betrayal as like the biggest thing ever. And so yeah. just the fact that Sebastianian, even if even under this this scenario, they would take offense to him killing him like this because they'd want to give a trial for a brother. Yeah, and so, so we we find out that it was actually part of Tamis's plan.
0: Yeah. If he yeah. Knew this. So again, Tamis again, gives me more of that like Frank Underwood vibe, like kind of just manipulating situations. But maybe in a less villainous way, because it, it's not always that it, I guess it just happens that Tamas's views and opinions and wants are relatively good so it's i mean it, all of know, frank's
1: were all of frank underwoods were selfish
0: yeah and that's the thing is uh tamas are selfish in a way but they still they still um better not just him they better uh, the the you know people other people yeah so it, it's you know so he he kind of uses those methods but he has the advantage of ha- of having um you know, ha- having a more moral um, compass, I guess.
1: Yeah. And I guess his motivation here, I-, I thought this was, I mean, him doing this to Sebastian, I thought it was the worst, one of the worst things he's ever done it, in my opinion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but his intention is to have him as a general in his army. Mm-hmm. But, you know,
0: you know what I mean? Like I said, it, it, it kind of, it sucks, but it, you know, at the end of the day, can you really be mad? I mean, if I was uh Seba, Seba Pupuku Super Supanusampon, I would be a little upset.
1: Saperstein.
0: So yeah, uh Sassafras. But yeah, I'd be a little I'd be a little upset if I knew, you know, if I if I knew what was going on, of course he won't ever know, but um we have a, a um what's it called? We have a character perspective change and we see Nyla again. <laughs>
1: Before we get to that, I just wanted Uh-oh. to make a comment that we get confirmation that Barrett yes. is uh
0: slanging it. Mm. Told Lady Wentz. Yep. Wait, good good King Wince's last wife done get done got a hoe.
1: A young stud.
0: Yep. She ought to be ashamed of herself. She too old to be bred. <laughs> no 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 yeah hey, hey you, you got to get what you can get you know take what you can i mean it's your life to live baby
1: i mean if you don't have any skills like Sebastian or you
0: know ryza i mean i i guess he got the d well you know and and i guess that's the only negative of it all i you know i had a high opinion of waiting once it slipped a couple times that i've met her and, and i i just didn't think i thought she'd have a better judge of character than than that you know i mean yeah but i mean well, uh, it it doesn't seem not like bad. there's been
1: any reason to ha- say that he's had a bad character i mean
0: well other than the son being murdered
1: well yeah but she wouldn't know that And
0: then the perspective
1: that we got earlier when Adamat went and investigated, I mean, he wouldn't be that way with her, right?
0: He could have just been fooling her the whole time. True. Um, Yeah. I mean, so he hasn't done anything negative, you know, really. I mean, if you're, it's not necessarily negative that he's, that he ended up siding with the Royalists just because that's a change. That's a a difference of opinion kind of really um but but yeah the the kind of the line that's that can be drawn is the son being murdered yeah kind of i agree one thing we don't
1: get is the motivation yeah we don't know that i mean i don't feel like it was as simple as like royalist and
0: you know i mean i don't see i go back and forth but with that is like because i mean people People can be patriotic, super, and any kind of critique to the people in power, um, you know, can can kind of rub people the wrong way. Yeah, I would like to have more emotion or more more motivation from Sapristanian separ- uh, whatever, but I mean, I I I can't really rule out that just the his perspective of love of country mixed with the traditions of what always has been mm-hmm. not being, a, not being able to separate the two. Yeah. Um, even though, I mean, if you, again, you know, we're looking at it from an outside perspective, he it was, they were about to become part of the Kez pretty much like yeah. they were not going to be their own country anymore. So like, I don't know how you can kind of think that that's good for your country. I don't know.
1: And I don't know, the only people that seemed like they were that were to know that they were just legitimately gonna become the Kaz were the
0: Royal Cabal. Yeah. So yeah, may I mean I don't know. But yeah, so we, we swap over to Nyla. Um she she's uh she shows up to um uh, take Thomas's uniform to get it cleaned. Um and Olam uh you know, kind of escorts her downstairs, whatnot. She kind of has this inner monologue talking about the she's wondering whose blood it is on the floor. She, you know, she's she's got an image of Tamas and she's building pieces to f- confirm her narrative of him. Mm-hmm. You know, she's seeing all this stuff and and it's um even though she doesn't know the ins and outs of the, you know, it, it's it's actually a pretty good analogy to the real world. It's like it's kind of like you know you got all these stuff happening in, in in the world and you and we see what what we i guess are allowed always, to see
1: you always pay more attention to things that confirm your perspective yeah,
0: yeah. and and you kind of turned a blind eye to things that would penetrate your perspective like or the narrative that you've built it's kind yeah. of like um uh we've we've done this at my at my job but um and, and, and I actually enjoy this, I, th- I, I gain a lot out of it, and for the listeners, you may have, you know, you may have had something like this, and you, you too, Matt, uh, it, there's, like, a thing, it's, I think it's called Crucial Conversations, and it's kind of, it's a way to be, it, it's just a way for people to tackle, you know, uh, tense moments in the workplace, but a lot of it can, you can bring it into, like, your, your home life, and one of those is, um I'm trying to think I think it's called uh owning my story or something, and it talks about how like a scenario can happen in in like say with a significant other, and you already build a narrative as to why that story like why that happened, and then you already build a response to the story you've told yourself, mm-hmm. and the story you've told yourself may not be any anywhere near close to what reality is. And that can just get you in a bad situation.
1: I have to remind myself that all the time.
0: Yeah, it's, it seems it's hard. Like
1: it's, it seems like my first response is always the thing that's going to make me angry.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's almost like we want to be mad. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, but yeah, I, I noticed that with Nyla, like every little thing is kind of like feeding into that, you know, that image she has of him. Mainly from that, first, from, from that moment where uh he he killed that person whenever they took Jacob, he like killed someone when she saw him
1: die. it was that it was that soldier that yeah. she she kind of semi-knew yeah and yeah. i don't know there's just a big difference i mean he didn't kill her he saw her it said that yeah. he saw her but i mean he killed the soldier who ran at him i mean i I, I mean, i've i've always thought that you know since, since she always calls back to that it's just like put it into perspective my dude <laughs> you,
0: you, you know like he didn't kill you and he had an opportunity to yeah which well you know to play devil's advocate even though i'm on your side they you know they took Jacob and she and of mm-hmm. course in that same moment she doesn't know you know did he kill her did he, or did he kill him you know, mm-hmm. what was he going to do with, with Yakub? So I guess it kind of, it may avalanche or it may just compile on top of itself. And she kind of feels all those emotions up from one memory. So yeah. I don't know. Um So Olam escorts her downstairs. Um And they talk, they, they talk about the night of the coup and she, she, um, you know, she's, of course remembers him, but he doesn't remember her yeah, from her like- from her perspective, he doesn't remember her.
1: Yeah, like she's trying to like she very clearly remembers Olam, but she's not sure if he remembers her. So yeah, she's trying to get out of that conversation as quickly as possible. And she like navigates away from it.
0: But then he ends up asking her out to go yeah. see like a play, I think.
1: Yeah, Olam's so, getting Olam's uh
0: looking to get it on. Let's get it on um chapter twenty nine after uh, a week of truce we're back we're back over with uh Daniel and all them. There has been a truce on uh between the kez and the and the uh mountain watch and uh a kez messenger arrives um, to inform them
1: that and they won't on it it's on. on. At dawn. <laughs>
0: order your pizza get ready it's gonna be fight um and uh so so yeah so the i mean i thought i guess that was naive of me to think that that was the end of the war
1: (laughs) um i didn't think it'd be the end of the war but i definitely thought i I, i'm with you that i thought that that, they would leave that it would be the end of like this like conflict uh, conflict yeah not not, not the whole war but yeah the battle yeah. maybe and yeah. that, you probably meant that too yes well,
0: yes, I kind of what to meant um yeah but but yeah but, but no they're gonna they're gonna pick it back up they're like we were grouped we're gonna come back um remind me there are two things i want to bring up if i don't bring them up before the end remind me because i think around this time when i was reading it i remembered something or i realized something um but yeah, so then they uh, Gavril plans to uh, go down um, uh, to clear out the mine because the uh, what was it called the sapper?
1: Mm-hmm. The sapper. It was still it
0: was. it's still been going even under the truce it's been going.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So they they want to go down there and clear out the mine. Um, I think that's pretty much it. That was a pretty straightforward chapter. Was there anything else?
1: Um, yeah, there might have been so, a little bit, a little so- bit of. There's a, there's a suggestion. I don't think it's I don't know if it's by Bo or I think it is by Bo that K-Pole is stronger than him. Okay. Or maybe maybe it's just this point this point in time because Bo has been like, you know, he, he was really taxed by the last battle. Yeah, yeah. And then near the end of it, you know, Taniel, like after they decide that they're gonna go to the Sapper tunnels, Taniel's like walking in the middle of the night by himself. He, like, starts to get this feeling, you know, like, something weird, like, something's not right. Yeah. As he's walking the streets, and he hears, like, a wolf howl, and, like, he sees some movement up in the mountains or whatever, and then uh, Capel jumps out from, like, a alley to scare him. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so she scares the shit out of him, and then uh, I put in my notes that she smells like honey and sex. <laughs> but i don't think it says that of course but, but that's
0: what i felt that's how i felt about it so, uh Daniel got some feelings yeah yeah that's something else that's in i couldn't remember if it was this chapter or uh, mm-hmm. one of the next ones but you know he um it, and it might be later on that he she's wearing something and he says it reminds her that she's i think it's later on that he's that like, that is one is
1: later one. yeah i, I know yeah, what you're talking about.
0: Um, But, but yeah, you can already feel a little bit of the tensions because I think, is this the moment where she signs to him that she uh, cares for him or loves him? Let's see here. I know it's at the end of this chapter here. Oh, bugger.
1: Oh, uh, Daniel thinks that she says, You love me. And she says, No, um, she's a shield. She wants to protect him.
0: Mm-hmm. But now he might be starting to fall for her. And it
1: mentions that, you know, Daniel's always treated her like a girl. He's always like, anytime he thinks about k it's like a girl. Yeah. And he goes, uh something along the lines of her being like 14 she signs again she goes and he goes you're 19
0: yeah but yeah because they're what what they're married off by 16 or something most uh women (laughs) of hers of her race yeah yeah and he's trying to talk
1: himself out of it you know on his way back says uh she's a servant and uneducated savage
0: that's not a way to treat about the woman you love. Oh, Daniel, you butthole. <laughs> yeah, you butthole. <laughs> Who's the savage now? Um, so uh, then we roll on over to chapter 30, and um, Adamat um, ends up uh, interacting with Ricard, old Ricard Tumbler. Well, I've been is this calling the him.
1: Yeah. I I After... After our last episode, I've been calling him old Ricky T-Bag.
0: Ricky T-Bag.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. But this uh, he... is the
0: second time he's interacted with Ricky T-Bag, right? Because he had an investigation. Didn't he investigate him already? Or in- yeah, interrogate yeah. him?
1: he did interrogate him. That's right. Yeah, But yeah. this is another... Inter- you're right. This is another interaction with old Ricky T-Bag.
0: Ricky T-Bag. Um, but yeah... It- it's when he's leaving a brothel and um, uh, he uh, he warns him uh, you know that everybody's kind of suspecting him you know, like everybody's pointing the finger to him
1: yeah um, and he's saying he, he kind of says there might come a point where I'm gonna have to arrest you like he's just like giving him a heads up that
0: yeah yeah I think he like tells him to clean up the operation Mm-hmm. A, you know because because kess spies are coming in through the docks which he basically runs the docks yeah um but um yeah so uh you know gives him the gives him a little bit of heads up um so again kind of more fuel to the fire you know that and the card knows- is kind of being the maybe the it might not be but kind of is the red herring in a way
1: And he confronts him, like, in the middle of the street at night. Yeah. And uh, when – the last thing I want to say about it here is that when he mentions that, hey, I may have to do something about this, Rickard gives him a look – old Ricky T. gives him a look like he's going to fuck him
0: up. You don't come between a man and his union. (laughs) Tell you that right now. I learned that the hard way back in 76.
1: I learned it when I watched an episode of uh King of the Hill, Propane Union. I don't know if there's a Propane Union episode, <laughs> but when you were saying a man, you can't take a man, you can't get between a man and his union. I was just thinking about a man between his propane, a man and his propane and propane He's, accessories.
0: You gotta taste the meat, not the heat. Okay. <laughs> <That's> um, <right. laughs> uh, so then, Adamat goes to question the archdiocle, old Charlemagne and the, the place where he's at is just filled with some, I mean, it sounds like they're at the university of Ole Miss down there. See, just, I was, did you ever watch t- tiger King? Uh, a little bit of it. Not, not all of
1: it. So I didn't watch season two because it felt like it was just like money grubbing. but near the end of the first season of tiger King, they show this dude, his name's doc Antle.
0: <laughs> oh Yeah.
1: You know who I'm talking
0: about? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I remember Doc Antle.
1: Yeah, and he's got like this keep where he's like, <laughs> like this compound where he's like grooming these young girls to, so that he can, uh, have a big old family.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: He's a creepy old dude, and like his compound has a bunch of exotic animals, and like mm-hmm. it's it's like nice buildings and stuff. So I yeah, I,
0: I put in my notes that I got Doc Antle vibes here. <laughs> but but uh, you know it's stock handle vibes but like i think the caliber of of of, uh of folk are higher the attractiveness of the folk there are a lot higher and unless i'm mistaken unless i'm mistaken um the workers i mean it's men and women
1: yes and the only
0: person that doesn't look like they belong is
1: uh oh the guy oh, who left. ends up showing him around.
0: S- Simeon, Simeon.
1: Uh, I was gonna say it. I thought his name was funny, so Simone. Simone yeah, yeah, that's Simone. why it was like Simone. <laughs> um, was probably pronounced like Simon or something like that.
0: I'm trying to think how they say it? The, I think it was Simone, man. I think it was.
1: That's it, that's how it's spelled. I'm reading it right here.
0: Yeah, I think it is Simone. Yeah, but, like, uh,
1: everybody's, like, dressed, like, in a lot of finery or scantily. And, yeah, this one homie looks like he's an actual monk.
0: Just yeah. Homie. And, and uh, you might be able to enlighten me more on this, but it was, like, um, Charlemagne makes him kind of be more, makes him... Uh, be more kind of poverty like or more so,
1: like, so yeah, they mentioned in this chapter we get a little bit of a view into like how the church operates, and so like young monks, monks have to do some sort of penance before mm. they become like a, a full fledged, like I guess priest or whatever, or yeah. full fledged uh, man of the church or whatever, and what is it? Man, of,
0: man of the rope, man of the what rope, they call That's what they, yeah,
1: man of the rope, yeah, and adam had asked him how long he'd been serving and it was like two years and that's like apparently like three times the amount yeah as, as typical and we come to find out that uh old homie here is uh uh trying to wed charlemagne's niece
0: oh, I knew that's, he was,
1: that's why I'm his penance is longer See, that's I, why that's why they say his penance is long
0: yeah See, I, I knew it was something about a wife, but I missed—I missed, or I forgot—the fact that it was his niece.
1: Yeah. It was, and it's just one sentence, and it's like it—it's
0: it, easy to miss. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and so I. And uh, doesn't he mention that uh, they were at the morning uh, orgy or something?
1: <laughs> yes. So he has to leave Sue Smith at the at the. At the chariot, I call it a chariot, at the carriage. <laughs> <Chariot>. <laughs> at the at the carriage, <laughs> and he goes with Simone. And uh, he got the sense that he didn't want to bring Sue Smith along. He didn't. Simone didn't want Sue Smith to be brought along because he thought that Charlemagne wouldn't like the competition of like a real man.
0: <laughs> real man. <laughs> and, and
1: we all know, we all know that uh, Sue Smith's packing heat. So I mean,
0: um, and you ain't talking about his gun neither.
1: Oh, I was. What are you talking about?
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, that thing, that propane tank he's he got. That, in this he got
1: that thing on him. <laughs> um <laughs> um yeah he mentions like the uh he said your master's running late and he kind of twitches a little bit and he said uh yeah the orgy that's all he says the orgy yeah they they
0: don't go into that they just leave it
1: and it's it's brought up one more time so oh, he, he leaves Yeah, when well, they're waiting on him yeah he leads them like through like the the compound and mentions that there's vineyards off to one side and then um yep yep yeah it's just like you know everything's dressed to the nines in this place and then he takes them to the church and uh he's like so are we about to interrupt the orgy (laughs) and it's like this big door and uh Adamac kind of he peers into the door a little bit because he's curious. After Simone Simone before he he peeks into the door says, no, no, this is just the morning service or whatever. Yeah. So apparently the orgy's either about to happen or has already happened. When, so if if you're if you're if you're going to church, right? Would you yeah. like, and you and you want to be cleansed? <laughs> Would you want to be cleansed of your sins
0: after your sin or before your sin? Like, you would think you'd want to do it after, <laughs> but I guess it see, doesn't I, matter. <laughs> see,
1: I would think the other way around, you know, it's fresh in my mind. I, I'm feeling guilt, I want to be absolved of that guilt immediately. immediately. Well, that's what i yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah oh, you I, wanna... I got you, I got you.
0: Yeah, but, but then I, but again, the
1: next question it's the morning church service yeah who who's up and ready for an orgy in the morning i don't think in the history of orgies one has happened in the morning i'd bet money no, on that really really i'd bet money on that yeah
0: well what what are you classifying as morning
1: by you know
0: theoretically 1 a.m is the morning
1: what uh, I mean, like rooster crowing, <laughs> you know, okay, okay, dawn. not not, not, not great, like you know, sun is sun is kind of up
0: at dawn, it's it's on yeah. at dawn, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Patrick, I take that back.
1: Pa- Patrick's like, oh, all the wordies I've done, and they happen <laughs> right at, they happen at 8 30 in the morning,
0: nine o'clock. <laughs> Listen, about five of them happen between about 4:45 and 7:32 and depending on daylight savings time that could be you know that could the rooster could have crowed by then or not I don't know I I can't remember so two people on West Magnolia Street we was in White Road you know but um uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah okay okay yeah so there's some there's some stuff going on in this church uh but you know this is the church of kresemir you know and kresemir he like was a dude who likes to party he was a man of the people mm-hmm. what i heard uh, <laughs> uh let's see here yeah he, he wants to investigate the rest of the property though and, the, and adam then and they don't let adam in um and so him and sue smith They are planning on coming back that evening to sneak in. We missed the whole part. We missed the whole interaction between
1: Adamat and Charlotte. Oh shit!
0: Uh, It it was such a whatever. So it's
1: so like after this, like after he peers in, like Charlemagne starts walking out, and he watches all the people leave. He recognizes somebody, and he was surprised that he saw this person because he would have assumed she would have been killed in Tamas's elections
0: oh yeah
1: and then Charlemagne comes out it says and basically treats Tamas like he's a bug like he doesn't sorry I say Tamas I meant Adamat yeah yeah Um, Adamat doesn't like answer any of his questions he's like super hostile like super pretentious he's like um He's like, I have questions to ask you. And he's like, Tamus can ask me these questions. You know, he's just basically saying you're not good enough to speak with me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And
1: he's like, like looks down upon him. And speaking of like turning his nose up on it, Adam, one other uh, thing I wanted to say about Simone was that he always keeps his head down. He doesn't look at anybody like yeah. he, keeps his, he keeps his eyes down and adam matt speculates it's because he doesn't want to be tempted by all the shit that happens at charlemagne's place i
0: mean i mean i, I that's what i mean i mean this I, is a sexual bouncy house yeah like you walk around and everybody around you is 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 fine and naked like what do you think you're gonna do i mean charlemagne's
1: bringing man of the rope to the next level and I'm talking BDSM.
0: <laughs> oh, no. Okay, let me see. I'm trying to find where I was. Well, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he, you know, like like you said, he kind of treats him like a kind of beneath him, um, mm-hmm. which, is, which is, ex- is expected, you know. Um, is it? From every, well, I mean, everything. Oh, okay,
1: everything. We, okay, I thought, I thought you were just like a, a priest, like a high priest. Oh. No, no but, I see what you're saying. I see what yeah, you're
0: just, saying. Just <laughs> yeah, just Charlaman. Charlaman just Charlemagne. Yeah, just Charlemagne.
1: Charlemagne the
0: Charlatan. Yeah. Uh, they picked a good name for him. Um, maybe a little too on the nose, but whatever. Uh but yeah, uh, but yeah, they're not allowed to go look anymore through it, but him and Sue Smith plan to come back later that night. Um, that don't happen in or may, or does it?
1: no not in this chapter um not in this chapter i so after this chapter it kind of you know everything's pointing towards ricky tea Bag. yeah but i you know as i'm reading this chapter i keep thinking about it and you know we know all these things about charlemagne you know like none of this none of these interactions are surprises but i start thinking you know I started thinking about the traditionalism of the Kez, and I was thinking about Charlemagne, and it would be a mutually beneficial agreement. Yeah, you know, if Tamas were to die, so I could yeah. see, I could see Charlemagne getting something out of it.
0: And yeah, I think you're right.
1: There's no way the church can afford all this. No. And so whatever he's doing, he's got to owe
0: some people. It, I mean, if the if the church could afford this every archdiocese would be doing it probably exactly and so or or more than just him i guess
1: and you know we've 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 seen in the past you know with andras he said that you know you you don't see how the church spends, yeah whatever but i i think it's more than just the church here and so i think Charlemagne owes some people Or,
0: or at least he's just being funded by somebody yeah
1: and then one last thing i don't yeah, it was in this chapter they talk about how um, I think it was later. I'm not sure uh, about how Charlemagne uh, used to be a professional, uh, not jouster fencer. Um, he was oh, like a yeah. fencing champion before he became an archdiocel. Yeah, and then he yeah. like became an archdiocel overnight. It was like fishy. Yeah, yeah. And so I think he owes owes somebody something and owes them big. My last, my last note here is that uh, Kresimir, when he comes back, uh, he's going to give the old bean dip to old
0: Charlotte. <laughs> his d- beans are going to get dipped. <laughs> uh, so so uh, we, we go to chapter 31, and it's been five days since the surgery, and Tamis, uh is not fully recuperated yet, kind of still needing his rest and uh Olam talks him into going out to the balcony and uh he notices it's real loud out there uh and i like he points out that it seems like Olam is smiling about it but he looks down and and there's all these people all over election square and he has found out that old mahali has done cooked up a uh um like a feast Um, And we're
1: talking a feast that like feeds the city
0: yeah yeah the he's trying to unite all of adro and he's got uh merchants eating with peasants nobility is actually serving uh you know people in the street urchins and stuff like that uh urchins and um and the uh the the union workers are there to are there assisting mahali
1: no they should yeah they end up showing up and yeah they're, they're like how can we help
0: so i'm oh, curious man this is after Adamat tells this. Is, so yeah, this is after Adam Matt tells uh, Ricky Teabags. bags, you know, he better clean up the docks and he better get his affairs in order. Mm-hmm. If we hadn't known that uh, this would have taken the gaze off of Ricky T for me completely. Cause I'm like, well, this seems like a nice thing he's doing, but now that we, this is, this is after Adam Matt has, had gave him the heads up it kind of seems like he's trying to cover his, his butt and i
1: didn't even think about that because like this just this whole scenario seems so far-fetched they got people coming out of the prison to get fed and stuff like that it's wild and, and so i'm just thinking there's like some magic going on like there's some Mah- like mahali's magic so i didn't even think about you know rick or, ricky t having the old ha- having any type of motivation because i was and, just and thinking you know this be. is mahali
0: and it might not be, and that's the other thing. I guess that's the biggest mystery that's been left is that what is going on with Mahali. You know, there's some kind of magical charm thing going on with him, and I, I mean, I don't know where that's going to go, but it's interesting. Like, yeah, I mean, if if everybody starts eating this food, like, is that is everybody going to start uniting and like wanting to fight and help fight off the kids?
1: and so yeah i there's there's some type of magic going on here i don't like you said i don't understand it um and you know nobody else does either like i guess and i guess that's why we haven't got it yet but yeah he goes down from his balcony and goes all the way down the stairs the house of nobles to talk to mahali and like you said he's trying to bring people together (laughs) Uh, mahali tells Pete he's trying to bring people together yeah and one and one other tidbit here is that um apparently he's like the master of ceremonies for like the the festival that's going on in town oh yeah yeah as yeah. well and he got that because lady wenceslaus is holed up in her house in mourning yeah yeah and so she's taken uh uh Either is Riza being dead or Barrett being a
0: bitch pretty hard. I don't know. See, I'm curious if she, if she's, because we don't know her perspective. I'm wondering if she's just mourning uh, Barrett because maybe she actually had a lot of feelings for him. That's actually I hope how not. I took it. That's how I took it. as I Yeah, remember. but I hope not. But that's kind of what I thought. But
1: I mean, she's effectively lost three of her four brigadiers at this point in a matter of weeks. So I mean,
0: and does she only have? And Riza,
1: Riza was the oldest. Like he'd been the wings of Adam his whole life, and he was old. Yeah, and there uh, there was. uh, I don't know why I want to say borax, but that's not her name. Abrax. 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 uh, Jean Ralphio, um, Barrett, and uh, Riza.
0: Abrax, Meshach, and a but, um, but is that the only four? Are is that the only brigadiers, or are there more other places, or is there only four the, of the, the wings of entire... Adam? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's my understanding. Wow. Um. Yeah. So yeah, she's lost three of them. So the only one left is the is the woman brigadier. That's right. Okay. Wow. Um. Assu- uh, yeah. So
1: assuming, assuming that Sebastianian, you know, gets kicked out of the out of the squad yeah mahali mentions in passing one of the last things he says is that all these people will go to battle nourished
0: oh yeah i said no no that. context he just says that wow and see he's what did he say earlier in a few episodes ago um he must prepare for his brother's arrival yeah he
1: had said that and then um he said he tells people to take food to every part of the city and protect the wagons that are bringing it. And then Thomas asks him how all this is done, and he goes, I am Adam reborn, Adro must be in the United, my people will go to battle nourished. Mm. Just he wasn't asked for this or anything, he just kind of said it. Yeah, it's
0: good stuff, man. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, it's good stuff, it's weird. I'm liking it, like I'm digging it, it's weird, but I'm digging it. I don't know, I like it. I like Mahali, so it's fun to see all this. Um, but we switch gears again to Nyla. Um, and she, it, it's, and this is interesting because she's the only one that's picked up on this. She says, you know, she's starting to hate Tamas less. She's, she, her, her will to kill him is, is weakening. And she thinks it's the food, Mahali's
1: food. And the first line of her perspective is, nyla didn't like mahali's cooking so we get introduced back to nyla with that sentence
0: yeah so i don't know what's going on (laughs) like i don't know i i don't know if it's just it'll it'll all depend you know we talk about this a lot about you know we're we're dissecting this we're dissecting a movie like you should dissect a, a tv show yeah so like it'll it'll my opinion on how this shakes out will be on what the payoff is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What's the payoff to Mahali and the magic around him? Nyla being like one of the only people that can kind of associate one with the other. Yeah. And like, I don't know. It's, 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 it. like I said, it'll depend on what McClellan does here in the next several chapters. But, um, <laughs> But she she ends up deciding you know it's time to kill Tammas and um, um but the Oldham interrupts her stops her from doing it which is good um, I guess um, I mean I don't want Tammas to die and uh, but he lets her know that he knows she's is a royalist you know he remembers her from that night way back when mm-hmm. or that day whatever the day, the night of the day of the of the coup and um, uh, and Olam he, like stops this at the nick
1: of time. Like, she has got a knife out and she's ready yeah. to, like, like yeah, like bring it down on Tamas as he's asleep. And Olam opens the door and's like,
0: What's up? Yeah, 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 because yeah, he's, yeah, Tamas is snoring and she's in there. And then all of a sudden, like, Olam walks in, and whispers, like, Nyla, Nyla, whatever, whatever. Um, yeah, he just whispers uh, her name, and you know, of course. She so she she lost out on her opportunity, <clears throat> but he uh he takes her to a disguised Jacob. Yeah. Healthy and sleeping. And uh, the big
1: thing I get out of this not a, not that y- Jacob is still alive, but he explains to her that anybody that was like under a certain age in the nobility, he actually didn't kill. Tamas didn't yeah. kill. Tamas made arrangements for all of them to be shipped out and separate shipped out to far reaching you know locales and very separate so that they could you know they would grow up and live but they would live as like a common person
0: yeah which I'm sure that uh plays some favor into um Nyla in a way because you would think that would make her view him in a in a more positive way you'd think so yeah
1: and then she she asks that you know Olam, what's the plan with him then you know he's a baby and she he goes as soon as he's old enough to you know like speak or whatever or you know he's gonna get shipped away just like the rest of them and he you know he'll live but he'll live as a commoner
0: yeah so um so yeah there you go now does the, now how does nala end does she decide not to see Olam anymore is that that's, is that how,
1: what I, you that's how i kinda, that's how i kind of that's kind of what i got out of it um olum basically says you know you can still hate us or whatever you know i hope you don't hate me but not and uh it mentions that she hates Olam for giving them giving this group of people back their humanity yeah
0: yeah so and she kind so, of she, she kind of knows like you know
1: and she says i'd prefer that we not speak again and she says it like that but she it feels like you know she doesn't want to say it yeah, the
0: yeah. olum
1: it says Olam stiffens and his eyes fall
0: mm. poor my poor boy
1: so this is where he's not like braun because braun would be you know he'd be like all right i'm gonna go find me a hooker
0: <laughs> yeah he kind of breaks out that, that braun mm-hmm. um thing there uh so then we um, go on to chapter 32, and uh, Taniel, uh we're back with them, and they have gone to investigate um, the uh, mine that is um, um, on the mountain, or in the mountain, I'm sorry.
1: That the sappers uh, dug, yeah.
0: Yeah, and um, uh, to their surprise, they find that old Euline and other Kez Privilege have, like, the sappers have tunneled past where they're at and they're working their way up the mountain
1: yeah so um, they the the tunnels are way bigger than they expected them to be mm-hmm. they could have only been dug by privileged they did yeah.
0: and so they bypass the mountain watch completely um and of course you know this goes back to what Bo was saying about um you know her goal is to summon Kresimir, so she's trying to get to the top anyway um mm-hmm. now they they bring up a good point asking you know what um will the will the monks let her pass yeah. and i think they kind of don't know if they will or not
1: yeah um, they say i um, probably not but she's gonna, bla- she gonna blast her way anyway anyway up there yeah. so anyway she started blasting i'm not saying <laughs> yeah. that that's not what happens in this chapter
0: but that or, they, yeah
1: or to our knowledge yet yeah, like we don't yeah. you know we don't know yeah. what happens here
0: no um and so then Daniel and uh and Bo decide they they're, they're gonna they're gonna take the group up there and they're gonna they're gonna stop her. Mm-hmm. Um, Gavril wants to come real bad, but he he's like but he's got to stay back for there's a high probability that whoever goes on this is going bad yeah now you know, does um does um Daniel let capel go?
1: uh i do, do we know yeah. that yet yeah cable's not gonna not gonna let him like no. cable's gonna go
0: yeah she's too yeah she she's too protective so um okay any anything else from that chapter
1: uh just that there's a the way they worded it and they they talk about they kind of allude to it in their conversation about the privilege doing this and going up the mountainside They were privileged in the battle. They made the tower and everything. Like, what they're saying here is that the privilege that dug this hole were not fighting. Why did they not fight? Hmm. And they allude to maybe there's a power dynamic. Like, maybe some sort of power struggle within the Kez. Or within this army. Yeah. Um, Why wouldn't Juline, you know, help with that? Or why wouldn't the other... Why would the royal cabal abandon their leader? Yeah, exactly. The person that Taniel killed to help Julene. Why would they do that? So they, they said that, the, you know, there's, there may be some sort of power struggle.
0: Hmm. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Mm-hmm. Which, so this is what I was going to mention earlier that I'm just going to bring back up. We haven't seen uh, Roselia in a long time. You know, she left, or whatever. Mm-hmm. I got a feeling she'll come back into play. I think she'll be like – and I hope it's not like a deus deus machina or whatever, but I think she may have to part to play.
1: I don't think she'll I, – I personally don't think she'll be back in this book. She may be back in the in the series,
0: but – You don't think she'll be back in the book? I could be wrong on that. Yeah, I don't know. It 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 seems enough out of left field that it probably won't happen, but it could. It also seems like the only way, like, that they could stop Julian
1: yeah well but maybe Rosella? capel
0: maybe capel unleashes yeah, maybe. whatever she's gonna unleash
1: but roselia said that she's she's out
0: she's done she wanted to get away from this krasimir business and we haven't seen flora i mean i know they mentioned laura earlier that she was sent off to do something yeah but um but yeah they uh uh so we really hadn't seen flora at all really the whole book except for like you know one time yeah and um you know yeah, Rosalia's gone we've been checking in with Nyla a little bit here and there um but yeah I'm I'm interested you know I don't know but the only what, thing
1: I'll oh, go ahead
0: oh no go ahead
1: I was just gonna say Daniel comes to the realization that the wolves and stuff he's hearing in the movement he saw in the mountains was not fake he yeah. legit he legit saw the members of the royal cabal getting up the mountain
0: yeah so you know wanting trust in his senses always trust your gut always trust your gut come on tanya two shot live up to your name baby um so then chapter 33 Adamant sue smith um uh they return home um i guess so this is where i was kind of confused because they were going to go back and investigate charlemagne's thing but then the mm-hmm. very next chapter, it's a time jump of five days. Did that five days happen prior to Adamatch and Sue Smith going to Charlemagne or did, the, did they go to Charlotte's place, five days jump. And then we have Thomas finding out about the, uh, the festival that's happening um, in election square.
1: I've always assumed that these aren't necessarily chronological.
0: Okay.
1: I, I guess you could. It doesn't mention in Adamat's chapter that five days has passed, right?
0: No, I don't think it does.
1: It did with the surgery.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It did. Post surgery, Election Square Festival. So
1: I know that Adamat went when he saw Charlemagne. Charlemagne had like a bruise on his forehead or something, from where he got walloped with a ladle. Yeah. So that happened after the scene with so there it may have been four to five days that passed before okay. Adamat went and saw charlemagne but my understanding is that this chapter takes right where we left off
0: okay with and that would make sense so um but yeah so they they return to adamant's house and they find the uh, proprietor's unit um and he even the narrator even kind of narrates him in a Varus type way Mm -hmm. um but uh it says that the eunuch he he kind of drops it that he he normally is who is who the proprietor sends to kill people um but uh it's funny because adamat knows that he was there uh and 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 the eunuch's kind of trying to like i guess the eunuch kind of feels a little hit to his pride because he's like how do you know there's all these different people that could have been here to try to kill you how do you know it was me? And he's kind of knew by the way he picked his way into the, into the house mm-hmm. who it was. Um, but also was getting... through his scent.
1: Um, apparently the, uh, the eunuch is from some specific spot in Ger- Gerla. Isn't that what it's called? I can't yeah. remember what it, what it was. And I think that's right. Some type of, maybe not spice, but incense that uh, Adamat could smell mixed with how the pick was locked or the door was picked and um yeah he doesn't just run into him like Adamat goes to pour himself a drink and he makes a second he makes a drink for two and then he turns around and says <laughs> and he like varus is in the i call him varus but uh the eunuchs in the shadows he, like Adamat couldn't see him but he goes
0: you want a drink <laughs> it's 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 really cool like you know like thinking about this, if this was ever to be turned into a a, ser- a series or a movie or whatever, um, this scene just feels so good. They better not, like they shouldn't mess with it. Just play yeah. it the way it is because um, it, 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 it plays really well. Um, but basically he kind of just says, he, he kind of gives him a warning saying, you know, hey, Prouders ain't got nothing to do with this. You better not <laughs> and be looking into his business. You know just a real quick warning about that with the proprietor yeah yeah Yeah, so he answers his questions though oh yeah yeah he um it's a lot more straightforward conversation than i thought it was gonna be yeah
1: like uh he says why are you here and he said the proprietor wants me to answer any questions that you have in the context of the investigation and, he, and isn't the reason that he would rather not kill him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Adamat Adamat and his investigation might find other things, and he doesn't want him to find those other things to, because they might piss Thomas off, or it might incriminate him in another way, and he might have to kill Adamat.
0: Yeah. So he, it's kind of
1: did I did I zone of... out? Were you? Did you explain that a second ago? No, I didn't go into that much okay. detail. Okay. Okay.
0: No, you no you didn't I, w- <laughs> I was i was i was reading a line
1: or two and no no out when you were talking
0: no you yeah and i'm glad you brought you you mentioned that because i wanted to say that a lot of times in um, pop culture whether it's a book movie tv show whatever the villain will the author will just let the villain just do stupid things for yeah. no reason um and this is an instance where i think brian mcclellan did a good job of he made the villain smart like he didn't go full bond and explain his entire plan um but he but he you know he um he kind of knows that it's better to give him what he needs and then let him be on his way so i thought
1: it was a really really smart thing
0: i I like the proprietor i want to meet this guy yeah i'm i'm excited I'm excited to see more more with him i'm sure we'll get more of him i don't think we'll it's get... nick
1: slouse
0: oh what wouldn't that be hilarious uh
1: i would hate that i would hate that so much <laughs>
0: yeah yeah it's I, laura.
1: I what if it's laura
0: it's Tangle. that's why there's it's, such a drift, a drift it's between it's the two very
1: clearly gabriel Gavril is the most obvious option
0: it got to be it's 100 or nyla um but uh i don't think we'll see the proprietor until the closer to the end of the entire trilogy i agree with that yeah which is fun i, I hope so i mean yeah i hope that's case. Okay. yeah keep keep pulling on that thread mm-hmm. um he ends up leaving and later on that night uh this was a weird kind of scene uh adam and sue smith are attacked by the peaky blinders but yeah so the, the black street barbers uh have tried to commence a hit on him on Adamant and Sue Smith and um you may have to go into the details like i said confrontations i kind of just read them and I go through them but it was like they did they they kind of heard something and went up the stairs or Sue Smith had already went up the stairs right this was kind of hard to understand
1: no Sue Smith had not gone up the stairs before we okay. go completely away i did want to mention that uh in the conversation with the proprietor he um he straight up asks him, does the proprietor know who would have had him killed? Have, have yeah. Thomas killed? And he goes, he actually doesn't. Without any hesitation, it says. And then he said, whoever the trader is, he is not using Adran intermediaries or the proprietor would have known. And so we then get, Adamat says, then the trader is directly dealing with the Kez.
0: Yeah, directly.
1: And then he says that it wasn't the Reeve, and it wasn't Wenceslav. he knows that for a fact, because he, he's got folks in Wenceslas' house that watch things. Oh, And he confirms that only one of the brigadiers was involved. And he also says that Prime Lecter is unpredictable. He's just saying... He, he asks him again. He, su- he said, you're suggesting that Prime Lecter is equally capable of treachery as Ricky T. Bag and the Diasel. Di- and he goes, as I said, he's not what he seems. Mm. So.
0: Interesting. And I like it. I like it a lot.
1: And then Adam, asks asked Sue Smith, you know, after he leaves, is there a reason not to b- believe him? And Sue Smith uh, said that the eunuch um, has a reputation for honesty.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I kind of like I kind of like this whole interaction.
1: He's, or sorry, the eunuch is not known for honesty. He, um, but Sue Smith goes, however, when he's speaking for the proprietor, his word is gold.
0: Oh, that's cool. I, I, yeah, see, I like those little tidbits. That's part of that little sprinkling of world building. Yeah. Um,
1: But yeah, uh, back to what you're saying. No, it said that Adamat spent time in his study um, and Sue Smith fell asleep on the couch. And then Adamat went to bed as Adamat was going to bed. It doesn't say it, but it says Sue Smith is walking up the stairs with him. So I assume that he's just going to bed as well. I don't think that part was described very well uh, up until this part. So as he's crossing the top stair, my understanding is is that he feels something before he hears something. And so he like ducks, and he mentions that something grazes his neck as he's hearing something. And then he sees that Sue Smith gets got shot, and he's at the bottom of the stairway. But f- the shot came from down the hall, and it felt like something was right there. And in fact, there was some, and so like, I guess he fell down a couple of stairs when this happened. I don't understand. Like, I don't think the physics of this were described very well, but it mentions that he crawls back up the stairs a couple of steps and to kind of peek his head back up, and then he sees somebody right there where he felt before with a, uh, you know, the Peaky Blinders
0: knife. Yeah, and he once he he kind of the bar knife his, well he, but he feels his his boots like he comes up on him and he and, he surprises him but yeah he surprises the guy at the top of the stairs you're right and he's having to guess which hand the knife is in yeah and he guesses wrong um yeah it's a weird it's a weird kind of scene and yeah but regardless a fight breaks you know uh, altercation happens naturally and um um let me see here
1: three barbers are in the house and uh he thinks sue smith's dead but sue smith starts fighting and they he throws his head through he throws one of their heads through the wall adamat kills the other one kills one of them and then manages to almost kill the other guy before he asks question. he starts asking them questions
0: mm-hmm. But one of them ends up being one of the union workers for R- Ricky Teabags. That's right. Um, but uh,
1: the guy who served them their drinks while um, Adamat was in his first meeting with him. R- Ricky yeah. Tea
0: Bag, yeah. And uh Tamis ends up this Tamis, Tamis ends up showing up, doesn't he?
1: Yeah.
0: And and he's kind of mad about it that the barbers took on a job kind of separate from the job that he had, uh, you know, been been working with and um uh he's he's ready to bring in tea bags like he he wants to go get him now but Adamat mm-hmm. says you know hey if you make this if you make a mistake and it's not him you still have someone out there that wanted to kill you
1: and so you lose the labor union
0: yeah so give him you know he's Adamat saying give me give me a little bit of time let me uh and then you know as soon as i can nail him we'll go get him you know but i give me a little bit more time um, and so then we go into 34, um, the last, uh, chapter in this episode, or as some people in this part of the world like to say, the last episode in this chapter, um, Roadhead. <laughs> Roadhead. Mm-hmm. uh, Adam and Sue Smith, along with, uh, Sabin and some of Tammus' soldiers, they, um, they storm into the Biggie Blinders headquarters. Um, and, you know, they basically surprise them, but along the way they realize that there's not like, a lot of this, people. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty empty. So, so they must be on a job, another job. Uh, and the person that's there teeth is surprised to see Adam out of <laughs> mm-hmm. So I thought that's pretty clever little, or a pretty cool scene I, That's another kind of scene I'd like to see play out cinematically. Yeah, um, But uh, you know, teeth is kind of you know he 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 kind of says like well you know who paid you and he he goes straight to rickhart Tumblr and he's like come on now and then he's and then he's uh he he gives that one more name i can't remember who it was the proprietor maybe
1: yeah he says the proprietor and yeah like, and
0: he, you're giving me the easy ones that's not who it who it was yeah and so then um uh he was actually hired by a priest matching the description of Uh, simon or uh, simone
1: yeah um he said he was crying
0: the whole time asking kresimir for forgiveness (laughs) (laughs) i could could just imagine all that all that playing out so uh so then if you find out that it was for two jobs but but the well before you find that out you find out how much the cost was
1: (laughs) he goes how much and it also mentions that Adamat didn't bust teeth all the times he grew up before he was a black street barber and this is how it pays him what kind of job would have caused you to attack you know the field marshal's investigator and uh he goes it was for 500,000 (laughs) krona And Adamat goes for me, and Tief goes. No, this was two jobs. Fifteen thousand for you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so we found out the majority of the money was from Mahali. Yeah, which so, that. Well, I guess other than Charlemagne, that would seem like why would anybody want him dead? But Charlemagne would. And I mean, I think this plays into.
1: Him being in uh line with the Kez too. You know, this yeah. is the last chapter, so we haven't we don't we don't know yet. But yeah, you know, I think he's I mean it lends it lends reason with uh, what the eunuch said, whoever it is is dealing directly with the kez. We know parts of the kez are trying to summon cresimir. People who are summoning cresimir would probably want the son of Adam dead or Adam dead. And which is so, a weird so I think. I think that charlemagne you know is in cahoots with either the kez or julene or somebody
0: see i'm trying to think back to little tidbits that would that would point this way was there ever a scene where julene and and uh, charlemagne were in the same i'm not i'm not sure not that i not that i recall well um but yeah, I mean, I, I I think I agree with you. I think, I mean, well, I think all the, all the signs point to him. The only way it wouldn't be him now is if there was some kind of twist with uh Simone, yeah. but I think Simone is definitely acting on the behest of Charlemagne. Um, and so we end the chapter where Adamat is kind of he's he's trying to get to Tamis, uh, and Charlotte, you know, to, to tell him, and they
1: find. And we find out that the reason the headquarters is empty is because all of the Black Street Barbers, but these three guys are going to yeah. kill
0: Mahali. So I think you got Sabin and, and his soldiers going to stop them from killing Mahali. And then you have Adamant Sue Smith on their way to Tamas to to um to let him know that it was Charlemagne, Charlemagne not Ricard. Yeah. So you, you got like these two what they call in the what they call in the business, the business of storytelling you get two ticking clocks happening and you know it's a it's an easy device to kind of create tension to to kind of you know kind of build build the tension going get you to keep reading or keep watching whatever but we got two ticking clocks and so that's that's are you saying
1: seven and uh adamant kind of yeah i would argue that there's three because and is going to stop the old well yeah the
0: yeah 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 so i guess you and that's a bigger of a ticking clock i guess but but um I but yeah I, I
1: see what you're saying with yeah this. i was
0: kind of just saying within the realms of this plot this plot Imagine. point there's kind of they've set up two ticking clocks but but yeah uh yeah yeah if you're talking story wide there's about three right now mm-hmm. um but, but yeah but yeah the tension is rising because a lot of times it's like a race to, to do something a race to get somewhere yeah and and um you know time is against you and uh, and so you know it's like i said when i got to the end of chapter 34 i wanted to keep going like really bad yeah i'm excited uh, like, to finish this bad boy uh which i think based on my recollection on the way that i read i think i got about an hour and a half left
1: oh really well, when how many, you how many pages? Four fifty-five to five twenty,
0: something like that. Five thirty, I think so. Five forty. When, when you push the speed up in the Audible app, it'll it'll adjust how much time is left in the in the oh, really? story, and um, it's I think it I think it was it was sub two hours, but I just don't remember exactly. Um, we close, baby. Yeah, we close to the end. Uh, but yeah, so I, I'm curious still to see where all this is going to go like part of me thought that somehow everybody was going to get round uh like rounded up and we're we're going to be at shoulder crest or wherever the summoning of cresimir is i was thinking that somehow everybody was going to get pulled there but i don't think there's enough time Mm -mm. i I think we're i think we're going to dealing with
1: like a uh, what was the second book in the whole hunger games uh thingamabob
0: uh chasing catching fire
1: yeah walking, so like um, yeah i think it was chasing fire or catching fire whatever yeah yeah something like that i don't remember because the last 50 pages of that book were terrible because they should have <laughs> been extended to to probably about 200 pages and i didn't read mockingjay because of it oh really wow yeah yeah it was just like so much happened and it was just yeah see well well
0: you or well explained yeah see now Robert Jordan is very good at not piling too much in on the last 50 100 pages but he's very good at at ramping up the pace and like getting it getting it going Mm -hmm. um and I think sometimes those two things happen at the same time that the pace will ramp up will ramp up with Uh, events and everything will try to get rushed through Uh, but i've noticed that with with the will of time that the last little bit i think i think i've said it before like the last hundred pages normally are the best parts of of every one of those books uh not saying that everything that led up to it was bad but the but the best parts are at the end yeah so unless he does something like that or does something like the hunger games situation I don't see them getting to shoulder crest. I, I think this book will end and we'll, we'll have, we'll kind of have, I guess, two different sections. We'll have the people that are in Adro or at Adipest, and then we'll have the people up on shoulder crown. Yeah. I don't, I can't see, I can't see Tamas, Mahali, uh, Olam, Adamant. Ad- I can't, see. me, I can't see them getting to shoulder crest or the people who are at shoulder crest getting to Adapest. So, okay, hypothetically, let's say that Kresimir does get summoned. I think I it's going to happen. I really do. But what do you think? Is it going to be like a, an end to the uh, the second Hobbit where he just puffs out of the mountain and he says he is death and fire and then it's a cliffhanger? Uh, which, granted, I like cliffhangers. I know a lot of people hated that with the Hobbit, but I like cliffhangers, so it, didn't, it wouldn't bother me. But the I'm wondering is, if that's the, right. they, the reason they hated it with the
1: Hobbit is because there was twelve pages of content left, and they made another three and a half. <laughs> made hours. a whole
0: just for money.
1: Yeah, like that's. Why, I money. think I think that's why people hated that. Yeah. Um. It did. It did make a. But that's cool why. That's why. That's why I didn't like it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They. I mean. Yeah. Um. I can. I can understand that. But. But I did like right. the cliffhanger in and of itself. Like if you if you narrowed it down to just that I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. As far um, as cliffhangers go,
1: like my problem wasn't the cliffhanger. I thought it was no, I thought it was cool and how it was done. I was yeah. just so
0: disgusted in the fact that they were going to make a movie. It's like what was left in the book. Yeah, so I'm ready. I'm ready to just get into the next, to get into this final stretch of chapters and and get going. Um, we're gonna knock this bad boy out. Yeah, we I'm, are. I'm so.
1: excited to see it. I think Kresimir will be back. I think Kresimir will get
0: summoned by the end of the book a thought just happened to me
1: mm-hmm.
0: what so mahali is supposedly the reincarnation of adam mm-hmm. what if we've already met Cresimir? what if Krezimir has is already been reincarnated and we just don't know it? maybe Jacob, or something i'd had the thought that maybe that was the case
1: and i had had i i had an ideation of who that would be and now i can't remember who I think I thought that maybe Apile or the King of the Kes is this person. Oh. And they were talking about the power dynamic or something like that. Yeah. But it Could would be. be it would be interesting if that person's in Adipest right now.
0: Yeah. Because then that would because then would that's, the act of summoning summoning him would that awaken him within the person that's been that he's been reincarnated as? Or is he already aware, kind of like Mahali is?
1: Very will of time-esque thinking there based on based yeah. on you know the six episodes that I've watched.
0: I'm interested now. Um all right. Well, I hope y'all enjoyed that that uh, episode. We got one more. We're gonna be covering um uh let's see here, chapters thirty-five through the epilogue. Um, so I think that's about six, seven chapters, I think. I
1: think it's yeah, it's like ninety some odd pages.
0: Yeah, so uh, you know, should be a pretty uh, quick run through of the events but also you know we'll probably talk a little bit about our opinions of it um of the book uh so um yeah so join us next week and uh we will we will conclude this bad boy and we'll probably give out you know maybe an estimate an estimation on when the the to expect the next book the crimson campaign so um but you have to tune in next week to find that out. So, any last words, Matt?
1: Got to keep them coming, baby. No, but I'm, uh, I'm excited. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think this is gonna end, end, in a good spot.
0: You think so? Positive, positive feelings.
1: Yeah, and whereas I hope so. uh, maybe, maybe after the last couple of episodes, I've kind of had.
0: Or especially after the last one,
1: I wasn't super stoked to read this next set of chapters after our
0: last episode. Mm, gotcha. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. The it was kind of nothing's been bad about it, but it's kind of just been plateauing. And... I, it was the way it was the way it broke. Like yeah, yeah. if
1: we had read maybe one more chapter or two more chapters in that last section, it would have spread. The desire over two episodes. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. But definitely the way this one ended is kind of like I'm ready to roll. Yeah. So, all right. Well, we hope you enjoyed that and we'll catch you on the next episode of A Journey Through Fantasy.
1: Go, Braves.